Steve Rouse with me in studio, as he is every single Friday from 3 to 4. We're talking Disney. A very interesting situation where they were going to transplant 2,000 white-collar jobs from California to Orlando. One billion-dollar office complex. That's some serious money. No, and I think they're not they're not going forward anymore. And I think this has really come down to Governor DeSantis, who's running for president, but, you know, against Disney and Bob Iger stepping it up. And, you know, it's unfortunate. I hope they can work these things out. I still think Disney World is a real asset to Florida, to the U.S., and to inspiring millions around the world, whether they're going to go see Mickey Mouse, the Magic Kingdom, Epcot. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the Hall of Presidents. It's great there. But now the Star Wars exhibits and all these things. So... Uh, this is going to continue to happen, and, and you know the only other upside is that North Carolina could get Disney. There was that bill on the floor. <laughs> I think that really wasn't going to happen, but no. you know, but you know, lots of investments, billions of dollars coming in from from Disney. But yeah, we'll talk about that more next week. But it's uh, it's it was exciting. Real quickly, Nate, just want to congratulate the town of Morrisville for receiving the Morrisville Smart Cities uh, Smart Council Award for one of the two, two top 50 transformative projects. We're going to be bringing Rick Ralph, hopefully in a few weeks, to talk about that. Connected Corridor Initiative, a mobile app, and a Connected um, Parks Initiative. Fantastic work in smart cities, which I think is a topic we want to talk about on PTF maybe in a few weeks. But congratulations to them. We've got our budget we're going to vote on um, soon, uh, probably in next week. And uh, affordable housing, we're still interested in doing it, but some shifts there. We're going to talk about that in the county next week, a little bit about affordable housing, where Morrisville fits into that. But I uh, just wanted to throw that out there. Congrats. Cool stuff happening out in Morrisville. Always. Is, is AI involved in what you guys are doing? <laughs> well, you know, that's something I think that um, is the next is the next big thing, right? The elephant in the room, AI. And I wanted to spend a few minutes to talk about that today. I was in Washington. I was able to watch on television some of the AI hearings going on in the U.S. Senate. But for those listening on PTF today, I just want people to understand, first of all, artificial intelligence has been on for a long time, right? I mean, machine learning, you know, I don't know, Nate, when you call a company or a credit card or even if you go to the DMV, you see these chatbots that are taking your information and learning that information, which is machine learning. And so when you go to a store with all this data, you know, if you go into a store and you buy a cup of coffee, you've been there before, it already knows, oh, you've been here, let me email you the receipt. Right? Or it recommends another thing right. you might like. But but artificial intelligence, one thing I'll say before we talk about the positive and the negatives is that um, now it's called generative AI. And so the difference there is that's what ChatGPT is all about. The machine can take inputs and then come up with certain outputs. So I can give it a sentence and it's going to come up with a paragraph. I can give it a topic and it's going to come up with an essay. I want, my wife wants me to plan a trip to the Grand Canyon. I'm not as good at planning trips as her. I'm, I'm not lying to you. I'm going to use ChatGPT to plan the trip because I want to know, okay, where do I go from Las Vegas to the Grand Canyon? And if I just do that, and I met a guy on a plane today on the way back that he's a, he writes proposals for the Department of Energy. And he's using ChatGPT now to create these personas that actually can actually do things for him, right? The networking, write this, write that, and he just takes it. So what used to take him hours is taking him like 10, maybe 10 minutes, right? So from a productivity, video, content, searches, but the downside before I let you chime in is the harmful content, you know, whether it's truthful or not, fake news, um, you, know, re- you, know, you know, workforce impact, the automation, losing jobs. And, and some of the senators, um, you know, actually said they were just concerned about you know, whether or not um, this is something that needs to be regulated because, you know, we can't fly a plane without 
Federal Aviation Administration approval. We can't approve a drug. We just had Marius on. They got FDA approval, right? With AI, who's going to determine what AI you can use and what AI you cannot, right? And so the president has an AI task force, but I think these are things now that the Senate is looking at of, you know, do they create an agency to manage AI, responsible use of AI, who makes these decisions, and how do we address the things that can come on? How does it going to affect elections? You know, bias, fake news, fake IDs, fake videos, right? Does that make sense? And there's also yeah. the question of who gets paid? You know, who who owns the material? That That's right. That's a great point. I knew I forgot one point. IP, right? Because, and, and, and I'll, the last thing I'll say that I think is important is AI is not a domain. It's basically an enabler, an enabler of many, many industries. It could be scientific research, transportation, um, music, art. But who, who, who if, if I come in and say, draw me that, and it's taking images from other artists or write me music, then that could put musicians and artists out of business, right? Sci- the fi- scientific research, that that's one area where I could see it being a positive benefit. I've been reading Henry Kissinger's book on AI. I can't believe he's 100 years old. Uh, you're too young to remember Henry Kissinger, who worked for Richard Nixon. But this whole idea of being able to find the right molecules, the DNA sequences, or just like the mRNA COVID vaccine. So will AI accelerate the research that people are doing so they have to do less trial by error? Gun detection. Could we better predict Durham's looking at gun detection systems like ShotSpotter? So there are positive benefits, but it comes with how do you how do you manage the responsibility of driving technological innovation with morality and ethics for the human race? That's the battle that AI is about. As well as just the basic legality, you know, because well, the thing to understand about AI is it doesn't come up with original thoughts. It takes right. data that's already been given to it. So if you ask it, as you can right now, to paint me a painting of a lake with a house off in the distance, right? Mm-hmm. It's not painting something original. It's taking ideas from other things that have already been made. So do you give credit to whoever made the originals? And then also, do you give credit to the person who made the AI, right? Because that's art in itself, right. and someone owns the AI. But the elephant in the room, before we go to the next topic, is innovation, right? I mean, you are going to have job loss, but before this interview, I, I texted John Chambers, who's the former CEO of Cisco, and he, you know he's from West Virginia, right? He's a venture investor, and he said, now AI has crossed the chasm. I mean, there are entrepreneurs, investments that John is making are doing really well in AI. So there's a lot of new jobs that are going to be created in terms of people that can support the AI. And that's where community colleges are going to come in. Cities are going to come in. The startup communities come in, more money. And how can AI even help areas like farming and agriculture and other industries, healthcare? Richard Boyd, I'm going to bring him on in a few weeks. He's a CEO of a company called Tanjo. It's an AI-based company. And they're in North Carolina doing a lot. They created a COVID Tanjo brain. So it's like a brain where they just input the data and it can help you make decisions. So cities could eventually use AI. Let's just hope the AI doesn't replace the politicians. Because I know that because <laughs> then you can just put it in a machine. I often make that joke and more so than my team. So Which AI do we elect in this election? <laughs> and that brings up a really good point, too. We do have to go to traffic here, but... With all technology, which this is, all all throughout history, a new technology comes in, someone could lose a job because of the new technology. But at the same time, new jobs are made to support the new technology itself. It's the natural evolution. We've seen this over years, but I think this one's going real fast. And I think the, the bottom line before we end is that the innovation is occurring so fast 
that the Congress and the Senate and our federal agencies are going to have to, and even state agencies. You know, recently there was a state that banned TikTok. How is even the state of North Carolina going to do this, right? So these are issues I think that we need to we need to address. 